0: Welcome to Not Everything Sucks with Andrew. Um, We're so uh, glad to hang out with y'all on the podcast app and Facebook Live. Um, Today, we're cooking with avocados and uh, talking data privacy, which is a a big topic lately. Yeah, it's huge. Um, And yet, nobody knows what it is. And that's why (laughs) we're talking about it. Uh, My good friend Daniel uh, is the owner of TechWorks. Um, Here, a local business in San Antonio um, has uh, volunteered to come and talk a little bit about data privacy. What you guys don't know is he held me at gunpoint, make sure I could be here. (laughs) This escalated from here to like up here, so (laughs) Um, we're good friends. Um, We've done a few projects together and um, and we're going to be making some avocado muffins. Uh, which is by far the hardest thing that we've, um, ever made here on the show. We've never baked anything except we did some avocado eggs, which were kind of good, but this is okay. like baking, baking. Um, you know nothing about baking. I don't either, but we're going to learn together. Cool. Baking and, uh, <laughs> and internet privacy <laughs> with Not Everything Sucks. Daniel, while I get us started cutting and, and assembling, um, tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, and um, a little bit about what data privacy is.
1: Uh, I'm Go. that person you call when the computer did something and you have no idea how to either undo it or why it did it. <laughs> um, that's usually the clientele. Our machine's taking over the world. Yes. Oh, good. Slowly but surely. <laughs> going to be succumbing to skynet i look forward to meeting our future overlords <laughs> um no 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 really though we, we do that and then um we design websites and logos and you know if you want your stuff encrypted or if you want me to install a new operating system or speed up your your internet uh and i'm not saying like i am like a magic fairy and i can go touch your modem and then you get like triple to speed but you know like, <laughs> but to the layperson,
0: you just might be
1: yeah, but you know, maybe at least get you to the point that you're getting the speed that you're actually paying for, sure. As opposed to, to something else. So yeah, we do a lot of tech services, uh, trouble, you know, troubleshooting, virus removal, things like that. Uh, lately, it's been a lot of websites and data transfer. Okay. Um, so you know, if you're a business and you have no website or you have a website that's terrible, which I've seen a lot of those, <laughs> um, and you just need something new, but you know, it doesn't take us a long time. We get things done usually like in a week.
0: So tell us why data privacy is important to normal people who don't have access to top secret material and are running governments.
1: Well, I'll counter that with a question. And why okay. do you think the Fourth Amendment is important?
0: Because you're going to tell me. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it, it's, it's good to prevent something early that could escalate
1: right right and that's that's the same thing with data privacy you know you you want to protect your data um if you're listening to this and this is only the first time this thought has occurred to you you have probably already let out a lot of your data (laughs) sorry it's the most cynical thing i could say but it's probably also true um but you know it's things encrypting your files on your on your laptop making sure your email stays between you and the person you sent it to, uh, the information that you give out on social media, all of that can be used to to create a profile on, on who you are. Whether or not you want someone to have that information is a completely different story, but the, the fact is you've probably put it out there already. So you need to learn to either scale it back or to be able to control what is and isn't said about you. It's kind of like a, like a reputation, right?
0: So, we're mashing the avocado in this giant mixing bowl.
1: You're mashing the avocado. I am oh, mashing I'm the... Our- the
0: <laughs> you are eating the blueberries. Um, you are going to turn into a blueberry um, before the episode's over. That was um, a great movie,
1: by the way.
0: It was a great movie. And speaking of things that are sweet... We are going to. God, that was the corniest thing I've ever said. We're going to be adding some sugar into uh, the avocado, and we're going to mix this until it's kind of smooth.
1: Sugar and spice and everything nice. Just
0: ignore how much sugar is going in this. Um, our goal is. Oh my God. that's Can so we much.
1: add secret ingredient X? <laughs> <laughs> you know what cartoon <laughs> I'm referencing? Oh, it's Powerpuff Girls.
0: <laughs> 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 um, what do we leak? that we don't know we're leaking, and how does it get leaked?
1: Um, a lot of ways. Mostly through human error and uh, stupidity and lack of foresight. But uh, let, me, let me break that down <laughs> a little bit better. Human
0: error, stupidity. Uh, and-,
1: and here's the one that most people don't realize, and I remember talking to one of my college classes about this, is I'm like, hey guys, did you know that, you know, who here uses Gmail? And like, everybody raises their hand except me. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys realize that you're paying for the service, right? Well, are we not paying any money? I'm like, well, you're paying with it with your data. Mm. It's not necessarily yours at that point. They won't let you download a copy, but I can guarantee you they retain a copy of every email and every contact and every email address that you've sent stuff through and the photos and zip files and attachments and God knows what else. Sure. And so... You know, they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, well, Google is a data company. They sell advertisements. They make lots of money selling advertisements. The data has to come from somewhere, and it's not like you're going to fill out a survey or a questionnaire about what you like. So in order to pay for that service, you're paying with data. If you're not the paying customer, then you are the product. Uh, If you're not
0: the paying customer, then you are the product. Right. And how are you the product? It sounds like something straight out of Black Mirror.
1: Yeah, totally. How, how,
0: how are you the product?
1: Well, let's uh, let's take Facebook, for example, my favorite company in the world. Um, <laughs> and let's think about all the posts you make about your day. And about it's the, and it's not the platform
0: we're using at all. <laughs> or or, uh, or the, uh, the
1: products that you use or you know the friends that you have. All of that gets collected and... Um, you know then they build a profile on you and that can go into a demographic of like-minded profiles and then they can sell you products or you know I remember reading at one point that a potential future employer could buy your profile from Facebook and then go through all your posts and you know maybe you did something stupid or posted a drunk picture of yourself mm-hmm. halfway naked in a hotel room at a beach resort somewhere or something it's oddly and specific obviously, yeah yeah <laughs> But, you know, all of that's it's for sale, right? So you're, you're giving them data, and that's how you pay for the free service. And they, in turn, sell that data to whoever wants to buy it, whether it's an advertising company or, uh, you know, it could be law enforcement. could be uh, a dictatorship government in a different country. It, it could be anybody. You know, you don't have any control over who they sell it to. It's not like you can be like, hey, here's my data, but you can only sell it to Target. You know, it, anybody who wants it and who's willing to pay the right amount of money, it's theirs.
0: We uh, mash the avocado, we put egg in the avocado and of course the sugar, Uh, we also put um, a little bit of vanilla uh, extract, about half a teaspoon, and then we're using um, some milk with uh, lemon juice inside. Um, Don't ask me why. Okay. Um, (laughs) What I want to ask you though is we talked, you just talked a little bit about Facebook, hello Facebook. Eyes. This, the CEO of Facebook um, recently, somewhat recently, was sitting before a bunch of people um, called U.S. Senators uh, that know very little about Facebook, about technology, about privacy. Um, and they asked very interesting questions like, at what temperature do you bake your cookies? Cookie joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was very funny. What questions should they have asked?
1: Well, first, before we get into that, that was a very profitable several hours for Mark Zuckerberg. Um, (laughs) Stock prices went up. Even if it was by a few dollars when you own enough stock, that's a lot of money. It was. So it was a very profitable day. Uh, I also remember they were showing the stock prices while he was speaking and giving testimony. (laughs) And I was like, wow, we are literally watching this man make money while giving us pretty much zero information. About his company other than senator i'll get back to you on that and have my team reach out to you marka yeah um what questions should they be asking that is a complex question in and of itself because it's not only about what questions should they be asking but what should they already know before they ask the questions mm. let's face it uh if you guys watch c-span enough you realize that most of our senators are uh older not that there's anything wrong with that but they typically aren't the internet uh, savvy people or yeah. computer savvy people. Uh, you know, there have been plenty of gaffes. You know, Ted Cruz posting a porn hub on his Twitter. Um, you know, <laughs> things like that.
0: <laughs> what can, just, he's a guy. He's a normal guy. What can you say? <laughs> yeah,
1: super normal. His real name is Raphael, by the way. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just knowing about the technology and having a general idea of what the company that basically like everybody uses collects about you and then you know senate and congress are supposed to be making these laws to protect our privacy and instead it feels like they're just saying well you have no privacy unless you're a corporation with enough money to influence the laws. so why should we care Hmm. and by that time it's already too late your data is already out there um but you know maybe they should find a way to hold big companies like facebook or snapchat or uh Instagram or WhatsApp. By the way, three of those are owned by the same person. Um, they should find a way to hold him accountable or hold that company accountable for data breaches and what does go in and go out. Sure. Because it's not just adults using it; it's not professionals. It's it's uh, kids too, and you know people use it to communicate. And you know the, the tech industry as a whole typically has this attitude of, well, let's not think about the moral and ethical consequences of what we're doing. Let's just release it and see what happens. And if something breaks, we'll go back and fix it. So...
0: Great way to go about life. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Fantastic, right? Andrew, let me drive at a hundred miles an hour and hope I don't hit anything. And then, you know, I can always go back and fix it. Maybe.
0: Daniel, um, we just added some other interesting things into this mix. Uh, We added salt, baking powder, baking soda, and uh, some cinnamon. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue mixing this and we're going to put them in the, the cupcake sheet um facebook wasn't the only one uh that was in question um during this whole thing cambridge analytica was an equal partner in this um (laughs) what is cambridge what is a cambridge analytica and two um why didn't we see the ceo of cambridge analytica there with mark zuckerberg
1: they did talk about eventually questioning him um, as far as I know, that hasn't happened. Okay. I'll be honest, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, that company also has some links to the current administration's campaign, so you know there may or may not be some protection there or, or leeway given, and that's fine. But politics, politics. Yeah. But uh, Cambridge Analytica is basically a company that collects data and analyzes that data and then sells the relevant bits of that data to whoever wants to buy it, Mm -hmm. whether it's votes you're looking to influence or uh, products you're looking to influence or a lifestyle you're looking to influence, you know, if you have enough tiny bits of information about you out there that seemingly don't matter to you, if you get enough of them together, you get an idea about who said specific person is whether it's the type of uh, computers you use or the phones you like or the people you hang out with or the food you eat or the clothes you buy. You know, it can all be tailored to you.
0: Nobody knows that I eat avocados. Right.
1: And, you know, it could be uh, it could be made to look very convenient at the time, but I also think sometimes it's very scary. You're on your Facebook profile and then an ad shows up for something you searched for like five minutes ago or that maybe you told your Amazon Echo about. And then, like, surprise... <laughs> Hey, there it is for it <laughs> uh you know imagine what else you're saying that maybe is being collected but you're not aware of uh, private conversations with people intimate topics you know it could be anything And i'm not saying those things are happening but here's the thing they're not not happening either and we don't necessarily as far as i know have anything concrete in place to prevent any abuse of that system
0: so let's step back here for a second me as a normal person have a Gmail account, have a Facebook, duh. I have a, a you know a Twitter, a few other accounts, bank account, bank bank uh, login, whatever. Um, how can someone target me if my passwords are halfway decent?
1: Okay, um, let's think about this. Let's say your security question on Google is what is my mom's maiden name or I don't know, the high school you went to, or, mm. where do you work, you know, things like that. Sure. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but you know, when you look at security questions from companies, they're never very good. <laughs> it's always the same questions over and over again. What is your pet's What is your pet's first name? <laughs> what kind of car did you drive? Who's your favorite teacher? What's
0: your pet's last name? Yeah,
1: something, something like that. Um, and it can happen through what's called privilege escalation. So let's say uh, you and I work together. Okay. And I'm a nefarious individual who doesn't like you for whatever reason. Maybe you got the project I wanted. Maybe you bought the last pack of Chips Ahoy cookies in the vending machine. And I'm angry at you for that, okay? Um, never happened before. Yeah, never. <laughs> and, you know, you happen to go out to lunch, but you left your, your, uh, your desktop, your, your work PC logged in. And I happen to go into Google Chrome or Firefox, and you probably, like most people, just save your passwords so you can just click OK and never have to fill them in again. Sure. Even though company policy may dictate differently. Um, well, I can see one password, and then knowing that you probably have so many accounts that everybody else has, things like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, mm-hmm. I can see where that password's going to work. Get into one account see what information is in that account and see if i can use that information to get into another account Mm. and then slowly but surely i will have access to everything heck i might even lock you out of it and take your identity um and while that seems very very unlikely it is a very real possibility uh you know you and i both went to school at sac
0: this is true we both went to san antonio college yep
1: Um, and i can't tell you how many people including professors have got an after because i'll go use a workstation to print off my you know assignment uh-huh. and they are still logged into something um a gmail a facebook uh the uh, student grading portal <laughs> uh, I, there have been professors who i will not name that i have told be like hey you need to go change your passwords to absolutely everything now and they'll say why and i'll hand them this little sheet that i wrote down like well here's the login and username for uh everything you keep grades on and I'm not saying you do, but you probably reuse that password somewhere else, right? Because we're too lazy to think of individual ones for every account. And you know, it's just a it's an easy way for someone to escalate their privileges and basically take over your digital life, which can very much affect your real life.
0: What is um what is net neutrality? And why did everyone start talking about it a lot? And then suddenly stop talking about it at all.
1: Well, America, to me, is a funny place politically. There are seemingly issues that nobody cares about that we should. But when you threaten to take away people's internet, people get angry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My cat memes. memes. Not the cat memes. Yeah, Yeah. no, I get you. Uh, Take my bank account, though. Yeah, net neutrality (laughs) was a bill that
1: basically protects and gives equal rights to every, uh, you know, internet service provider and uh, and website and, and you know host company so that way that you didn't have just a couple big guys let's face it we don't have a lot of competition here this is true we have AT&T and now Spectrum mm-hmm. uh, which is trying to be bought by AT&T currently yeah Comcast uh, Verizon and then if you're lucky enough to live in one of the like very few places in the US that has a local municipal broadband connection then maybe you have another option. Sure. Um, but imagine if, you know, one of the bigger providers like AT&T, for example, said, well, we're not going to let any of these websites load because they interfere with our competition. Well, that's what net, net neutrality was supposed to protect. Sure. Uh, now, Ajit Pai, Ajit Pai, I can never say his name right, the guy, the head of the FCC, who everybody mm-hmm. loves to hate, <laughs> Reddit, least, um, said that, you know, abolishing net neutrality was a good thing you know the market will sort itself out blah 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 blah. it all sounds well and good um but then it was also uncovered that he may have accepted some money to do these things
0: politics right (laughs) uh, oh politics
1: you know net neutrality was supposed to prevent any of those things from from happening so now companies can charge more for certain types of data and they can pass it on to the other companies at the cost who are probably going to pass it on to us as consumers and we'll all end up paying more for less competition mm. and um, worse service and less choice and less freedom. And while it doesn't seem like it's made a big difference now, because let's face it, no one's really noticed yet, right? Like it passed, it got destroyed. Super quiet.
0: Super quiet. Yeah.
1: But it'll just be little things at first, sure. and then eventually it'll be bigger things. Mm. You know, uh, think of like uh, if you've been on the flight since 9-11, and if you were on a flight before 9-11, imagine security back then. You mm-hmm. could just walk through. As long as you didn't set off the metal detectors, nobody cares. Sure. Right? Now, it, uh, immediately after security screenings, we go through all your stuff. Cool. All right. Now you can't bring on things that are bigger than three ounces in liquid form. Sure. Because they might be a bomb. But since there might be a bomb, we're going to throw them all in the same container because that's yeah. super safe. Um, you know, now you have to take off your shoes. Now you have to take off your belt. I read recently they're trying to implement where they search your snacks. Uh-huh. I think it's weird, but
0: yeah, whatever. And this is true. I, I recently went on a flight and had my breakfast taco. Right. And uh, they looked and found that it was bacon, egg, and cheese yep. <laughs> and, and uh, not the death blow-up-y kind. Right. And
1: then it became, <laughs> oh, we're going to install x-ray body scanners. Um, you know, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm the, the jerk at the airport that says strip search me in front of everybody. And, you know, the TSA guys are just like, yeah. let me go get a supervisor. Like, good. It's a pain in the ass. It's the way it should be. And it's the same thing with net neutrality. Imagine all those rights taken away a little bit at a time. And by the time you've noticed, it's too late. It's gone. You know, mm. you can't go to this website without someone knowing. You can't yeah. do this without someone knowing. You can only use these services because... Those are the safe ones. Well, are they safe because they're safe or are they safe because you paid someone enough money that we're allowed to go to them?
0: We uh, put the blueberries into the batter, kind of gently folded them in, um, placed the batter in the cupcake, little cups, put it in there at a 375 degrees, uh, and those will stay in. Unfortunately, they'll still be in when we're done uh, having a conversation, um, but we'll make sure that Everyone gets to see the recipe and uh, get a picture of them too, and we'll eat them. And
1: oh, I'll say, if I'm gone by then, I hope they taste terrible.
0: <laughs> um, Not really. I hope it terrible. <laughs> No, I, I think, I think they're <laughs> they gonna be really good. Um, do you want to try the batter? Sure. Okay. Just. I oh, that's pretty that. good. That. Oh, God. Avocados. He took oh, it away from who me. would have think? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, let me let me ask you another question here. The dark web. What is the dark web, and why should we be deathly afraid of it? Because it sounds super scary. Yeah, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> the dark web will catch you in your nightmares. And what is it?
1: Uh, the dark web is called the dark web because you have to have special software to access it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't end in .com. edu. Whatever mm-hmm. it ends in .onion, <laughs> uh, which is goes into the Tor network, and the Tor network okay. is a technology that was developed by the U.S. government,
0: mm-hmm. much like the actual network, much
1: like the actual internet, much like GPS, much yeah. like a lot of things that we use every day. Sure. Um, to be able to communicate securely between individuals, sure. Right. And since it was a government thing, it became a public thing, and now the government absolutely hates it because. <laughs> People can communicate and they can't get in all the time because of encryption and things like you that.
0: You said something earlier. What is it? Uh, we make things before thinking about how they're going yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> we made this
1: technology released into the world. Hope nothing bad happens.
0: Jurassic Park, Frankenstein. Did you see the new one? I did. Thought okay. it was very good. I thought it was a remake of Jurassic Park number three. I um, would love to have an in-depth conversation on Jurassic Let's do this. Yeah. Jurassic Park... <laughs> Tell us a little more about the black web, dark uh, so web.
1: The, the dark web is, and you know, like any tool, it can be used for evil or good, right? Okay. So you have people on there that, uh, you know, you can hire hitmen or or, uh, or buy drugs or buy knockoff iPhones to resell to people. You mm. can buy fake passports. You can buy, uh, you know, guns that are not registered. I mean, like, think of it, and if you shouldn't have it, you could probably buy it. Sure. Okay? Okay but then you have the good side of it. Let's say you uh, live in an oppressed country, like, you know, I don't know, pick one. Venezuela, uh, Egypt for certain periods of time. Sure. China, Tibet, uh, and you need to get a message out, but the government has said, we're gonna monitor all the internet traffic ever. Well, TOR kind of lets you go around and get the message out. um, And you can get that important message out to, uh, you know, whoever you need to get it to. A great recent example, which I'm sure everybody will remember, is Edward Snowden, Yes. who communicated over very secure encrypted networks to get his messages across, after teaching the people how to use it, (laughs) obviously, Um, but you know, we learned about things that the government was doing that they necessarily shouldn't have been doing, Mm -hmm. and while I'm not saying that spilling government secrets is a good or bad thing, I think the, the cause was very noble and would not have been possible unless we had a system in place to allow freedom of speech, which is one of the things we're all about here, um, until it seems inconvenient and then seems we're not about it at all. Mm. But um, that's basically the, the, the dark web in a nutshell, is you can use it for whatever you want, great things or terrible things, but its main intent is to be able to get a message across to somebody without being to tell everybody else what that message is.
0: What are three easy things that people like myself can do um, to protect themselves in this wild west world of data insecurity
1: Uh, unique passwords for all your accounts is one of them sure Um, and if you have 40 accounts i'm so sorry (laughs) Uh, but also having strong passwords
0: what is a strong password? A
1: strong password is one that's hard to guess, obviously. Okay. But it's not only hard for a human being to guess, it's also hard for a computer program to guess. Sure. And so, um, you know, I'm sure you've everybody has seen a website where it tells you exactly what the password requirements must be, which mm-hmm. in my opinion is a great mistake because if I'm an attacker, then I know exactly what I need to target. Sure. Especially if you say it has to be between 8 and 14 characters. Uh, Oddly specific, right? Limit. Hey, my scope just went from this to this. That's going to save me a lot of time. Sure. Um, But, you know, I always tell people, like, look, you want a strong password. And they're like, oh, you mean like symbols and numbers and letters? I'm like, yeah, totally make it something you can never remember. If you make security impossible to use or hard to implement, then no one's going to use it. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people it's better to have like a passphrase. Sure. Like I have one. uh, It's like 60 something characters long. It's ridiculous. But also now it's an easy-to-remember phrase, and yeah, there's one or two special characters in there at certain points, or a little bit of Leet-speak. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Leet is like using numbers and symbols instead of the letters. Sure. Um, but I know the phrase, right? So while it may be hard for some program or some person to crack, it's super easy for me to remember. You know, the computer doesn't care if it's a, a, a letter or a number or a symbol. At the end of the day, to that program, it's a one or a zero.
0: And and not and we're we're coming close to our end together. What's the third thing that you think would really help people help themselves?
1: Well, I thought that was just the first one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Many passwords,
0: <laughs> unique passwords. Yeah. So that's, that's
1: all kind of one, but uh, the other one is um, you know watch what you post on social media. Mm. Uh, you know, is recently revealed on some of the security sites. You know, people take ridiculous surveys on Facebook for everything like what your favorite animal. You know, it seems like trivial information, right? But it's also the same trivial information that's used on a lot of security questions. Sure. So, um, you know, you just have to think smart about it. And and a lot of times by the time we do, or we did, it's too late. So the best you can do is mitigate your damage. And then the final and third thing I would say is, um, under any circumstances, do not use fingerprints to unlock your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, Because while you have Fourth Amendment rights that protect you from search and seizure, and those include passwords, they do not include fingerprints. Mm -hmm. So you know maybe you don't have anything to hide and everybody says well I don't have anything to hide why should I encrypt my stuff and that's also the same person that says well you know I didn't have anything to hide at the airport till it affected them right you know it's that group of people that didn't care until it started affecting them and you should care not only because it affects everybody because eventually it probably will affect you so um, last recommendation is don't use fingerprint recognition it is a fantastic convenience Mm -hmm. it's amazing well, let's say someone got that phone and you work for a company that requires a fingerprint scanner to get in the building or into some secret files. And whoever took your phone happens to know that about you. Sure. It's not going to take them long to go grab that fingerprint, make a copy of it, put it on whatever they need to do or find a way to do that. And then your whole world is turned upside down because you wanted to save five seconds instead of typing in a password.
0: Um, in a minute or less, there's a lot of things that suck about the internet, about privacy. Um, We're called Not Everything Sucks. Right. Daniel, what doesn't suck?
1: Cat memes.
0: Cat memes don't suck.
1: (laughs) No, honestly though, I think the the internet is great because you can get information on anything. Um, Absolutely anything. If you can think of it, it's probably there. And You can think of it and it's not there, then patent it right away, make a lot of money. But, uh, you know, you can find information on things from, like, gardening to, you know, like, self-defense to cars. Like, it's just this fantastic thing that if you need information, we no longer have to go to the library and search a bunch of books that may have been written 10 years ago. You have the most up-to-date information. And then on top of that, we can even watch other people do what we need to do so we can do it at home. I can't tell you how many, like, car problems I've solved by, like, <laughs> YouTubing it and being like, hey, I haven't tried that one yet. And then I go and it works and I save myself, you know. God knows how much money instead of going to mechanic or something sure. like that sure so i think it's all about the intent of the use of the internet that helps
0: well we're going to uh give a little bit of information um, about your uh company okay. um, if anyone's interested uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us um not everything sucks and we're glad we got to tell you just a little bit about why see y'all later bye